It's time to talk technical analysis on Money Life. I'm joined right now by Zach Johnson. He is Chief Investment Officer at Stack Financial Management. And Investec Research, which publishes the Investec newsletter, is a sister firm to Stack Financial Management. If you want to learn all about the firm and the newsletter and the rest, you go to stackfinancialmanagement.com for more information. Zach Johnson, it's great to have you back on Money Life. Yes, Chuck. Good speaking with you again. One of the things that I like is that you guys look at more indicators than the average bear, so to speak. And in this case, I'm actually talking about bear like Yogi Bear, not like bear market analyst. It's just you guys really go and and try to make sure that you're looking at every factor. And that's important to me right now because most of the folks that we've been talking with on this show who talk technicals are at least saying that on the surface level, man, it's full speed ahead. Everything looks great. How does that how does that square with what you're seeing? Yes, Chuck, as I've said before on your show at Stack Financial Management, we do utilize a three-step process to managing risk and constructing our portfolios that marries that macroeconomic and technical views with, with bottom-up fundamental stock selection. And, you know, last time I was on, which was earlier in the year, you're correct. There really wasn't much to speak about from a technical standpoint. Many areas remained strong. It was relatively broad-based as far as that strength was concerned. And the market really continued to post new highs. However, since that time, we have begun to see numerous areas where there's some notable technical deterioration. And I've kind of broken that down into three distinct or different types of segments um, in a way to analyze that. So number one, I brought this up before, and it's the big three indexes. So the big three refers to indexes that highlight the transportation, the utilities, and small cap stocks. And all three of these represent different segments of the market, and they tend to lead the broad S&P 500 from a technical standpoint. Over the course of this post-COVID rebound, all three of these areas have either fully participated in the upside moves, or any divergences seem to be isolated in an individual index or is relatively short-lived. However, as we stand today, all three have yet to confirm the all-time highs that were seeing in the S&P 500 index. So, for example, the Dow Jones utility average, it remains well below its peak. Um, That was actually reached last year. And so it still is is kind of, it's not fully participating and it's kind of showing some weakness. Um, Next, the transportation index, it's off 6% since its peak in May of this year. And then finally, the the Russell, the Russell 2000, is 4% off of its peak. And that was experienced in the first quarter of the year. And it's really basically been treading water for about six months now. So not one or all three of these are diverging from the all-time highs we're seeing in the S&P 500. So that's one data point from a technical standpoint. The next one, I want to highlight what's called the Invest Tech Bellwether Index. So you, you mentioned our sister company, Invest Tech Research, and they created this index to measure market movements in stocks that are affected by consumer spending, interest rates, and general financial conditions. And the idea is being that these segments tend to lead or indicate trends that will eventually flow over to the broad market. Due to its ability to highlight trends, One way to analyze this index is to look at relative performance versus the S&P 500 index. So going back to 1986, in all but one instance, 
each time this bellwether index experienced a 10% relative performance drawdown, there was a sizable correction in the broad market that followed. So on July 23rd of, of this month, we did just trigger this signal, and it was the, the relative performance of this bellwether index versus the S&P 500 was minus 10.4%. Now, keep in mind, this, this, the lead time to a market correction post this, this uh, indicator has really varied quite substantially. Um, but again, you know, I'm kind of walking through pieces of the puzzle, and this is just another one that's kind of fallen into place. And then the last one, broad market breadth. Um, it's a very important thing to kind of watch. It really, the, there's, a, there's a lot of different pieces of information you can get from that. And the key feature is trying to decipher selectivity in the marketplace. Strong breadth indicates that there's broad participation and a large percentage of stocks are moving with the market, um, while weak breadth indicates that only a few select names are providing the vast majority of returns, while other segments of the market are going down. So one way to measure that is the advanced decline line, and it really measures the number of advancing stocks versus the number of declining stocks. And really, this line has gone nowhere since about mid-June, and, and this is in the face of the market reaching new highs. And this divergence, although it's kind of in its early stages, it's a sign that a lot of these rallies have been very narrow from partisan participation standpoint. And just to give you an example, day in, day out, you know, specifically the last couple of weeks, each time the market's reached a new high, we've noticed that you look at the participation and it's very narrow. In fact, it really, from a historical context, indicates that breadth is relatively weak. And then one more data point I wanted to bring to the table is another way to look at market breadth is analyzing how many stocks are above their 50-day moving average as the S&P 500 reaches an all-time high. So earlier this month, the S&P 500 was reaching an all-time high, while less than 50% of the constituents of the index were above their 50-day moving average. So we did a little work, and, and um, Investec did some analysis, analysis, and what they ended up figuring out is the last time this happened was back in the later stages of the 1990s, which, of course, we all know was the tech bubble. So it is very rare to experience something of that nature, and for us, it's just uh, an abundance of information that's having us be a little more cautious. Quickly, because we've used most of our time here. Does that portend any sort of protracted downturn? Is it a case where, okay, things may not be quite so rosy, we might see setbacks, or are we looking at put it all together and, and you're worried that there's a bear market coming, a real bear market? And that's a very important question. And all the data points I've highlighted today are they're in the early stages of forming technical divergences. And and to be fair, one of the key reasons we use a three-step process is technical analysis can be resolved. Uh, you can see the other side of this and, and see this end up being resolved. But I think one of the key points I wanted to bring to the table is when you see the market reaching all-time highs, this is happening with weaker and weaker breadth and more narrow selectivity. And so if the biggest point I can make from this is the abundance of these technical divergences indicates to us that the risk of a correction is rising. Now, does that correction turn into a bigger bear market? Quite frankly, you kind of have to follow away to the evidence and see how that 
that forms as it as it starts to happen. Um, but as we stand today, it's just if you are significantly overweight equities due to these strong returns, it might be time to rebalance or reduce your exposure and be aware that there can be some concerns or some risks out there. Zach, great stuff as always. Puts a, a realistic damper on some things. Maybe helps people keep their optimism in check. That's not bad. Thanks so much for joining us to do it with us. Yeah, you bet. Good speaking with you again. That's Zach Johnson. He's the Chief Investment Officer at Stack Financial Management. Go to stackfinancialmanagement.com if you're looking for more information on him, the firm, or, of course, the Investec newsletter. All right. We're heading for home on today's show. Up next, Michael Robinson from Money Map Press here talking tech stocks in the market. 